0: The Great Adventure of Max Brooke by Amy Lowell, Part 4, Stanzas 34 through 44, read for LibriVox.org by Eddie Sheffield, Jr. at ww.eddysheffield.com. Two years was long. She loved her father well, but fears she had not. He had always been just sailed or sailing, and she must not dwell on sad thoughts. He had told her so, and seen her smile at parting but she sighed once more two years was long twas not one hour yet mynheer grootfer she would not see at all yes yes she knew but ere the date so set the horn of fortune would be at the wall when max had bid farewell she watched him from the door the next day and the next max went to ask the health of eufra curler and the news another tulip blown or the great task of gathering petals which the high wind strews the polishing of floors the pictured tiles well scrubbed and oaken chairs most deftly oiled such things were christine's world and his was she winter drew near his sun was in her smiles another spring and at his law he toiled unspoken hope counselled a wise efficiency max Brooke was honor's soul he knew himself the guardian of this girl no more no less as one in charge of guineas on a shelf loose in a china teapot may confess his need but may not borrow till his friend comes back to give so max in honor said no word of love or marriage but the days he clipped off on his almanac the end must come the second year with feet of lead lagged slowly by till spring had plumped the willow sprays two years had made christine a woman grown with dignity and gently certain pride but all her childhood fancies had not flown her thoughts in lovely dreaming seemed to glide max was her trusted friend did she confess a closer happiness max could not tell two years were over and his life he found sphered and complete in restless eagerness he waited for the horn of fortune well had he his promise kept abating not one pound spring slipped away to summer still no glass sighted the brigantine then Grootfer came demanding jufvrouw curler his trespass was justified for he had won the game christine begged time more time midsummer went and grootver waxed impatient still the ship tarried christine betrayed and weary sank to dreadful terrors one day craze she sent for max come quickly said her note i skip the worst distress until we meet the world is blank through the long sunshine of late afternoon max went to her in the pleached alley lost in bitter reverie he found her soon and sitting down beside her at the cost of all his secret dear said he what thing so suddenly has happened then in tears she told that grootver on the following morn would come to marry her and shuddering i will die rather death has lesser fears max felt the shackles drop from the oath which he had sworn my dearest one the hid joy of my heart i love you oh you must indeed have known in strictest honor i have played my part but all this misery has overthrown my scruples if you love me marry me before the sun has dipped behind those trees you cannot be wed twice and grootver foiled can eat his anger My care it shall be to pay your father's debt, by such degrees as I can compass, and for years I've greatly toiled. This is not haste, Christine, for long I've known my love, and silence forced upon my lips. I worship you with all the strength I've shown in keeping faith. With pleading fingertips he touched her arm. Christine, beloved, think, let us not tempt the future. Dearest, speak, I love you. Do my words fall too swift now? They've been unleashed so long upon the brink she sat quite still her body loose and weak then into him she melted all her soul at flow and they were married ere the westering sun had disappeared behind the garden trees the evening poured on them its benison and flower scents that only night-time frees rose up around them from the beamy ground silvered and shadowed by a tranquil moon within the arbour long they lay embraced in such enraptured sweetness as they found close partnered each to each and thinking soon to be inwoven long ere night to morning faced at last max spoke dear heart this night is ours to watch it pale together into dawn pressing our souls apart like opening flowers until our lives through quivering bodies drawn are mingled and confounded then far spent our eyes will close to undisturbed rest for that desired thing i leave you now to pinnacle this day's accomplishment by telling Grootfer such a bootless quest as his AND THAT HIS SCHEMES HAVE MET A KNOCK-DOWN BLOW. BUT CHRISTINE CLUNG TO HIM WITH SOBBING CRIES, PLEADING FOR LOVE'S SAKE THAT HE LEAVE HER NOT, AND WOUND HER ARMS ABOUT HIS KNEES AND THIGHS AS HE STOOD OVER HER, WITH DREAD BEGOT OF Grootfer's NAME, AND SILENCE, AND THE NIGHT SHE SHOOK AND TREMBLED. WORDS and MOANING PLAINT wooed HIM TO STAY. SHE FEARED, SHE KNEW NOT WHY, YET GREATLY FEARED. SHE SEEMED SOME ANGUISHED SAINT, MARTYRED BY VISIONS, Max brooks soothed her fright with wisdom then stepped out under the cooling sky end of part 4 this recording is in the public domain